and welcome to another edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought podcast. If you're left, you just aren't right. You just ain't right. And let's get right into it, my friends. Uh, Let's go across the big pond. The Telegraph reports that a migrant is suspected of a deadly machete church attack. And he was actually served a deportation order, I believe it was last year. Now, migrant. What they mean by migrant, of course, is, is an Islamic terrorist. The migrant suspected of killing a caretaker and injuring a priest uh, during a machete attack across two Christian churches in Spain has been had been served with an order of deportation last year. Officials said, according to witnesses, the suspect, uh, named locally as Yazin Kanza, a 25-year-old from Morocco, shouted, Alia Akbar, as he attacked victims with a machete in, a, in the southern Spanish city of Algeciras. One church official was killed, four others were injured, including a priest who was stabbed in the neck and who is said to be in serious condition and requiring surgery. Uh, Spain's National Court is expected to launch an investigation into a suspected terrorist attack uh, taking over from the local courts. Spanish Interior Minister Fernando Grande Marlasca said that, it, that the suspect is believed to have acted alone with no third parties involved in the facts. And the Interior Ministry sources said Kanzai had no history of involvement in terrorism in Spain or allied countries. He was served with, an, with a deportation order last June, they added. So, uh, and here's him, uh, a picture of him in custody, and he looks like he's... Uh, He's having a good time. He's smiling. He's he's made uh, you know made radical Islamists happy or something. What a what a loser! Uh, it is too bad there wasn't a person there to end his life. The world will be a better place if the scum scumbag had not survived his attack. And and sadly, a priest is gone. Another one severely injured. Instead of this this worthless dog being put out of his misery by. Uh, uh, by maybe a police officer. And enough about that. Now, the outkick is a... Clay Travis started it. It's kind of the anti-woke, anti-ESPN sports site, outkick.com. They cover sports. Uh, they don't do it with a an air of wokeness and smugness about them. Uh, actually, I think most of the writers there at least seem to be conservative. And again, I'm I'm one who believes sports should be sports. There should be no political, no political news or spin or everything. You know, you know how politics are treated. I mean, the media talking heads have ruined politics in in ways. And if they continue to do it uh, with sports, a lot of people don't watch as much sports. Some don't watch it at all now. To me, you're kind of you're kind of th- waving a white towel to the left. We need to reclaim sports as sports, not a Republican thing, not a Democratic thing, but just a a sports thing. But the Outkick plays the game too. Here's a story from the Outkick about a video game company that fired a community manager by the name of Carolyn earlier this month. Limited run games parted ways with Lynn amid a pressure campaign from a 
A is in singular transgender activist. Oh, the, the, the activists, the leftist activists, they are the ultimate, they're the ultimate hemorrhoids in life. Their only purpose in life, apparently, is to make everyone as miserable and angry and and just toilet, toilet seat leaking miserable as they are. The company caved after the activists unveiled to the public the real, the real Carol Lynn. It turns out Lynn has opinions. But wait till you see what got her in trouble. The opinion she expressed is, listen. Uh, Lynn is a fan of Harry Potter, as many people are. She also follows notable conservative media accounts on Twitter. How did she ever pass a background check? They're not doing background checks for opinions yet. Just give them time. And Bobby Burick, by the way, is the gentleman who wrote this piece to give him proper credit. Lynn tells National Review the pressure to fire her began when a friend of hers, an influencer for Twitch, as followers their thoughts on the new Harry Potter-themed video game Hogwarts Legacy. Unbeknownst of thought crimes, Lynn promptly responded as follows. Listen to her response. Only this apparently is what got her fired. I'm personally looking forward to it. The more I see gameplay, the more excited I get. It's hitting all the marks I've been wanting for a Harry Potter game. So here's a person that People ask their opinion of video games. That's kind of their genre. That's what they do. Well, she gives an honest opinion. She's excited. She's looking forward to playing it. She thinks it'll be a success. But you can't have opinions anymore because there are activists, in this case, a trans activist. A trans activist. Is that an activist that also identifies as just, just a raging asshole? Because I think that's what we have with most activists. Trans activists continue to smear anyone associated with the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Why? Harry Potter is extremely popular. So what's the deal with Harry Potter? If you don't know, uh, the series author, J.K. Rowling, a woman, is not very popular with the trans activist uh, bottom feeders because... She thinks women are actually women. You know, she thinks there are women and there are men, and it's not interchangeable on the drop of a hat or whatever your whim is, whatever mood you're in. You know, I'm eating shrimp tonight. I think I'll identify as a woman. Tomorrow night I'm eating beef. I'll identify as a man. That kind of BS. A renowned British author, J.K. Rowling, has earned the hatred of many social justice progressives also known as assholes, for speaking out against the more extreme demands of the transgender movement, which she argues have been have begun encroaching on female-only spaces, imperiling women and girls and denying them the right to fair competition in sports. Well, of course it does. Men are different physically. And you can a man can call himself a woman, he can have certain procedures, and if he's an adult and that's what he wants. I don't have a problem with it. But when you didn't want to go and compete against girls who are actually girls and physiologically and physically different, then, yeah, you're cheating them of the opportunity. You're not a hero. You're a punk. That's what you are. You're abusing women. 
abusing girls. J.K. Rowling, people like her, call you out, and this is what we get for it. The little bottom feeders, the toilet lickers of the world, the activists who live to be offended because it makes puts their name out there and maybe it'll make them some money one day. Uh, let me see. National Review had a tweet. At Limited Run Games, fired at Carolyn0326. Uh, those are their Twitter handles. After a trans activist led an outrage campaign. I think it was more than an outrage campaign. It was an outrageously outrageous outrage campaign against her because she was looking forward to an upcoming Harry Potter game. Uh, again, I, I fail to see why someone writes a book, the books become popular, they make a series of movies, now there's video games, and if you like a video game, or one of those video games, or this video game, you're somehow a bigot. Excuse me, I'd like to go back to Earth now. It is it's truly sad. Uh, now, let's talk about the activist, shall we? The offended party. Uh, let's talk about Purple Tinker. I'm not going to make fun of the handle, Twitter handle. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get into it. Except to say... Uh, this is what is written in the outkick. Lynn's public endorsement of Harry Potter caught the eye of a Twitter account called Purple Tinker. At P-R-P-L-T-N-K-R. According to the Washington Compost, transgender activist Jessica Blank. Blank, as in no clue how to conduct yourself and how to be an adult. But Jessica Blank is behind the account. Blank is also the founder of BronyCon, an annual convention for adult fans of My Little Pony. Go ahead, get the giggles out. Go ahead, snicker, giggle, giggle, snicker, snicker, giggle. Uh, <laughs> good God. Uh, but anyway, look, if adults want to be fans of My Little Pony, I don't care. They don't hurt me if they want to dress up like ponies and, and do pony things with each other, whatever. It's a big world. It's a free world. More power to you. Just don't send me any videos. I don't want to see it. Uh, there is a huge, huge discourse going on in the gaming sphere in which a lot of people are saying, if you support this game in any way, you're also supporting J.K. Rowling, Lynn explains. I have this feeling that this is kind of where it stemmed from. Uh, Blank uh, scoured Lynn's timeline for the past tweet. She could use to pressure LRG to dismiss the Harry Potter fan. So this person was offended over a tweet. So they really set their mind to finding something they could ruin someone's life and career with really do actual harm to somebody do actual harm to somebody because they they like somebody who wrote books who became which became movies and now video games are based on seriously you need a psychiatrist like a psychologist a witch doctor jesus and several other faith healers they might be able to do you some good uh because jessica blank you're a terrible human being. 
Look in the mirror. You set out to hurt someone, literally hurt them, because of your own perverse, twisted ideology? Really? And you don't see that you're a bigot. Again, get mental health help. Seriously. Uh, Blank landed on a listen to the seven-year-old tweet. So let's go all the way back to 2016. And this tweet... Uh, criticizing transgender inclusive bathroom legislation. And here is a tweet. If you think the hashtag of trans crying about using a bathroom is higher than the pervs using the excuse, in other words, men who take advantage of it to, uh, you know, to be around women in in a a bathroom type setting or a gym type setting or a, a dressing room type setting, or a locker room type setting, then you are what is wrong with the world, read Lynn's tweets. So let me ask this this uh, blank person, this gender activist who apparently has a rapid, a rabid sense of justice. Uh, you don't think it's worse for a man to pretend to be a woman just to get access to women in, in restrooms and locker rooms and makes them feel very uncomfortable. Maybe act completely inappropriately, maybe expose them. You don't think that's worse than someone saying, I'm looking forward to a video game. Really? You're sick. Uh, next up, purple tinker notified LRG via Twitter that the employer, Uh, that they employ a woman who follows, wait for it, conservatives online. Oh, my God, not online. Conservatives who are online and conservative. Oh, no, not that. Anything with that. Uh, That apparently, (coughs) according to the OutKick, is known as a fireable offense at that company. The community manager for limited-run games at Carolyn0326 is a transphobe who follows a veritable who's who of right-wing transphobic creeps, Purple Tinker wrote. Unless and until she is fired from the company permanently, I am not giving them another single dime. Hmm. And as a result, the uh, gaming brand swiftly terminated Lynn upon learning she followed libs of TikTok. Uh, actress Gina Carano and political commentator Ian Miles Chong. Lynn says her bosses never informed her following the wrong accounts could cost her the job. In that call, uh, she says, I will say that there were a lot of emotions. I could tell they didn't want to do what they were doing and even said they didn't want to. They were being pressured from elsewhere. From what I was told, there were no other options uh, presented. I had never been written up. Or reprimanded. I had never abused my power or personal opinions on the on the various social channels. I even refrained from commenting or interacting with any political content or controversial topics on my personal social social media accounts. This one isolated incident was apparently apparently all it took. At least that is what I have been led to believe. If there's another reason, then I was not informed. So this lady had her career taken away. Because not only will there be companies that would fire her for this, I'm sure others won't don't want to touch her because they're afraid of this little pinhead purple tinker. 
and little whiners like them. Pathetic. That's what we're coming to, folks. Okay? That's what we're coming to. You express an opinion seven, eight years ago, and maybe it's a complete joke. Maybe it was completely written in sarcasm. A lot of times on Twitter, there's no real context. You can't really tell. You just take an isolated tweet. But too bad. There goes your job. Maybe there goes your career. Maybe there goes everything you've worked for your whole damn life. Is that fair? Do you want to live in that kind of world? I've got to know. I've got to know, folks. This this can't go on. There has to be blowback for these people, and the blowback is not hard. It's ignoring them. Ignore the whiner in the room. Ignore the pillow biter in the room. Ignore the little bitch in the corner who loves to bitch and lives to bitch. And Purple Tinker, you are a bitch. If there's ever been a bitch in this world, the ultimate Karen, that's what you are. Horrible, horrible, horrible human being. Seriously, go look in the mirror. Let me see. Let's move on, my friends. Uh, Let me see. Preview. There's a story I'm going to comment on about. You're not going to believe this is shocking. Biden said something stupid. (laughs) I know it's it's like he only does that on days that end in Y. Oh, let me see. We'll go to Pirates Cove. Intersectional climate scientists. Is that relevant? If you're intersectional and a climate, do they have anything really to do with each other? Not really. Not really at all. But an intersectional climate scientist goes on rant about white men. That's what William Teach writes at Pirates Code blog. William Teach writes, remember, remember, this is all about science, not sociology, not politics or anything else. It's just the science. Intersectional climate scientists went on a rant against, quote, white men uh, and compares pollution to the fart of a dog. So they're an expert on dog farts. I don't know if they own dogs. I don't know if they just like to get on their hands and knees and follow dogs around. I don't know and hope that magic moment they're there to, to sniff it. Maybe they get off on those types of things. I don't know. But an international intersectional climate scientist compared pollution to the fart of a dog when explaining her approach to thinking about climate change. You have an approach to thinking about something. You don't just think about it. There's got to be an approach involved. See, I can't just start to think. I've got to have an approach to it. It's, again, these people are just demented, demented, demented people. A TikToker named Dr. Charlie Purity, who claims to be an intersectional climate scientist, it's important. I don't know why it's important, but everyone has to know he is intersectional. Intersectional, damn it. Uh, And it's a woman, I apologize, a woman who is an intersectional climate scientist Used a metaphor from the book, oh my God, Harry Potter again. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which includes a three-headed dog guarding a trap door. What three heads are there? Uh, One would be like Liz Warren. (laughs) One would be uh, 
Joe Biden, and one would probably be, uh, I don't know, tink, Purple Tinker or something. Um, I am a client scientist, and I'm here to explain to you why we are definitely going to get this thing under control and why a lot of the narratives that we see predominantly from white men and professionals are so doom and gloom, the TikToker said. Except she has a PhD in biological sciences. Uh, let me see. That's pretty impressive. When you get a PhD, it's it's not exactly nothing. You know what I'm saying? You'd expect better thinking mechanisms from someone with a PhD. But she has the PhD in biological scientist and William Teach has apparently victimhood, not climate science. She proceeded to state that the three-headed dog, Fluffy, from the Harry Potter series represents capitalism, colonialism, and white supremacy, all three of which she argued are barriers to, barriers to solving the climate change issue. Okay, see how this like three-legged dog, three-headed dog, now the heart of this dog is like CO2, okay? Carbon dioxide, white scientists are telling us that the reason that every time we tend uh, we send someone into the get the saucer stone the cure to climate change from under the trap door is to make the room smell less like farts instead of get rid of the dog entirely purity said take it as you will no rational human being understands a damn word of what you just said it was incoherent babbling at best and yes i'm going to quote a character from the billy madison movie all of us are dumber for listening to it. There you go, my friends, a jabbering, gibbering idiot with a PhD. Now, let me see. Speaking of PhD, speaking of colleges, universities, legal insurrection, Michael Chance wrote this, uh, and listen to the headline. It, it kind of, it kind of feels like a punch in the gut when I first read it activists at University of Texas at Austin have driven the DEI, that's uh, uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, I believe, agenda into every corner of the school. Throughout our analysis, we have found an entrenched bureaucracy with an ever-expanding ideological agenda. In other words, it's a bunch of left-wing nutcases screwing up the University of Texas. Hook them horns, right? We recently highlighted, Lachance writes, a comprehensive report by John Saylor on the destructive nature of the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, agenda in higher education and beyond. Saylor has done a deep dive on this topic, specifically at the University of Texas at Austin. At this school, student activists have taken advantage of a compliant administration to drive this agenda into almost every aspect of campus life. Because they're little totalitarian starter kits. Okay, these, these are the new brown shirts, people. They're the people who are going to knock you in the head if you don't say and think the right thing. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion hangs its hat now in Texas. A few years ago, DEI, again, diversity, equity, and inclusion, was another bureaucratic and academic buzzword often disparaged by America's right and celebrated by its left. Today, it is found everywhere between the boardrooms and the classrooms. A new study published today by the National Association of Scholars 
Comprehensive Restructuring details how DEI has gained influence over vast areas of life at the University of Texas. Uh, the report offers a survey of the most influential policies enacted in the name of DEI. Uh, the University of Texas at Austin is not the same institution it was just three years ago. Saylor said a research fellow uh, at NAS and author of the report, UT Austin, like many universities, has rolled out new DEI initiatives and has sought to restructure everything from curriculum to faculty training to university recruitment policies. This wholesale restructuring has alienated the institution from the population it serves as the flagship university of the state of Texas. You see, this is what Marxists do. They destroy from the inside. Saylor's new, uh, new report is just as comprehensive as the last one and shows how student activists were, driving, were the driving force behind this. There's comprehensive recruiting. Uh, in, in 2016, rather, student activists at the U uh, UTA issued a letter to the university's administrators calling for sweeping changes to university policy in the name of social justice. The letter began uh, amidst growing pressure from university student organizations and campus-wide coalitions around the country led by black students. Universities like Missouri and Yale have become the focal point for student organizing and mobilization, pushing for comprehensive restructuring of academic policies to address the institutionalized racism that black students are facing. We representatives of the black community here at UT want to bring the conversation regarding the failure of universities across the country, including our own, in addressing the needs and grievances of students of color. Uh, though students called for a total overhaul, UT, UT Austin has acquiesced, issuing multiple plans to embed diversity, equity, and inclusion, again, DEI, into the fabric of the university. And this is a long piece, my friends. I'm not going to quote any more from it. There's some good examples here of the things they've done. You need to know. You need to get upset. You need to get angry if you have kids going to college soon. Maybe, uh, maybe help them choose a college that's not so woke, that's not so eaten up with this leftist insanity uh, that is literally ripping this country to shreds from the inside out. There is not one aspect of America the left is not trying to use to destroy, eradicate, and completely reform the United States because they hate the United States. Because this nation was founded on certain principles that the left loathes. The left loathes God. The left loathes freedom and liberty. The left loathes things like self-defense, self-reliance, small government, keeping the money you earn, owning private property, being able to associate with whom you want, read what you want, write what you want, say what you want, protest what you want. They hate those things. And the end game is the end of America. Understand that. That's where we're at. I say that almost every episode now. I say that at some point. And I mean it. This is uh, terrifying stuff, my friends. Terrifying stuff. And now, something that will shock you. Joe Biden said something stupid. 
I think this example number 3,789,312. And now, my friends, the last final story of this podcast. From Red State, uh, Nick Arama writes this. And the first sentence really says it all. Joe Biden knows nothing about guns. It's rather concerning that he's so ignorant, and yet he's in the position he's in. Talking about policy and laws, as well as constantly pushing gun control. But that's not all he's pushing. He's pushing dangerous, dangerous, uh, erroneous talking points. He's pushing damned lies, basically. Uh, Biden was at the White House, Rama, uh, Rama writes, on Friday, talking about, quote, retraining police. Yeah. Joe doesn't need to be retraining anybody. But first, with Joe Biden being, <laughs> Joe Biden, he faced the battle of the microphone and just being able to speak clearly. And not loud enough for you to pick up, so I'm going to skip over that. Uh, Biden claimed to have a frog in his throat. No, you don't have a frog in your throat. You have several frogs in your brain, Joe, is what you have, Mr. President. But even as he was talking about, quote, retraining uh, the police, he has not the first damn clue, my friends. As Rama puts it, he has no idea what he is talking about. He said that police need to be retrained not to, quote, shoot to kill, but to shoot to stop. They are taught to shoot to stop the threat to themselves, to their fellow police officers, to innocent bystanders, to to people who uh, might be victimized in some way by some psycho with a knife or a gun or some other object. And Joe, I don't know, President Biden, I don't know where you get the notion that they can shoot to wound. Uh, That's very dangerous. You're asking a police officer to do something very difficult under a stressful situation. Take their their sidearm, their semi-automatic pistol, which you now call a weapon of war somehow, and shoot somebody in, quote, the knee or another part of their body that will incapacitate them but won't kill them shoot them in the leg a lot of leftists have said that yeah you know there's this major artery in the leg that if you get shot in the leg you will very likely bleed out and you'll still be dead but the actress will be happy because it was a guess a a kinder gentler maybe better for the environment or something who knows what these idiots think of They think police are actually movie stars playing a role in a movie. You know, there used to be a show on, I can't, it it might be AXS now, the the network is called, but it was called The Deadliest Warrior. And I remember they had one where they would take like Vikings against Samurais and they look at the weapons and the tactics and everything. Who would win, right? And one they had, I think the final one they had for the first season was Israeli commandos uh, against Navy SEALs. 
and they did a test run on a course and basically they had a a rifle whatever type of rifle the israelis carry and and our weapons that we that our military carries the seals carry and there were uh, i believe 30 targets there were some good guys that were hostages like there'd be a wood cut out of them and they'd be have a, a knife to the throat and a bad guy right behind them. But the job was in a, um, who could do it quickest and most efficiently, take out all the bad guys, uh, not hit any good guys. And that would prove, you know, how, how, what good aim they had and everything else. And this is all very quick, right? And uh, the commando did, of course, very well. And the, the Navy SEAL that had they had run it, uh, and I believe... 42 seconds comes to mind, 30 shots, 30 kills, not one good guy hit. All of the bad guys, that the Israeli commando and the SEAL, every target who was hit was hit in the head, kill shot. But these are highly, 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 highly trained elite warriors, okay? They can do shit that most people can't do because they are the very best in the world at what they do. And taking bad guys out, so you know they could probably they could probably shoot the, the bad guy in the perfect place to take his legs out and knock him down. Our police are not Navy SEALs; they're not Israeli commandos. Okay, they're not Green Berets. They're not Delta Force members. They're not elite warriors. They're police officers doing a very hard job. So they're taught to stop the shoot to stop the threat. Someone's coming at them with a knife. They're approaching an innocent person with a knife. They'll be told repeatedly, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. If they don't listen at a certain point when they become a mortal threat to an innocent person, to that officer, to the officer's partner, yes, they're going to shoot you. And they're taught to shoot center mass because that's the quickest, most efficient way to stop somebody from advancing on you. Period. I mean, a few years ago, CNN actually had a, a a reporter go out and talk to someone who trains police officers, and they had somebody stand, I think, thirty feet away, and or twenty feet away, I think it was, and this person has a a knife, and there's a police officer, and the police officer is the man begins to charge. Now the police officer has to draw the weapon aim and fire and by the time the, the cop had gotten off a couple of shots the guy with a knife was on top of the officer not really stabbing him because this was is is not a real knife but you get the point that cop didn't have time to take that person out with a knife it wasn't a fantasy world like joe thinks it is we can just oh yeah shoot him in the knee shoot him in the leg give me a break Shoot to stop the threat is how it's done, Joe. Uh, not shoot to stop, not shoot to wound. That will get more people killed. Uh, Arama writes, this is, of course, ignorance of the highest order. Police are trained to shoot center mass to bring the criminal down, and you do not fire unless you are prepared to kill the subject because of the threat. Biden seems to have some farcical belief that you should shoot people in the leg Again, major arteries bleed out very quickly. Rather than shooting to kill, he doesn't understand that it makes it unlikely they you would hit a moving target, much less stop them. 
Plus, that wouldn't guarantee that you wouldn't kill the person. Anyway, if you ring, weaned them in the femoral artery. So the way we're training police officers is changing, Biden said. Let's understand what he's trying to say there, since he's deceiving his audience, which he does every time he speaks because he's a Democrat. He's claiming that police are being trained, as he says. Bull. They're not happening. That's not happening anywhere. And if it was... That would be an insane danger to the officers. But what he's trying to do is pretend like he's doing something. That he's advocating some great change here. When indeed he's just spewing nonsense. In other words, he's bullshitting people. He's trying to take out his bullshit activist card and bullshit you. So he's not being stupid and ignorant. He's seeking to deceive his audience. Unfortunately, this isn't the first time Biden has made such ignorant comments, yet his people don't seem to be able to stop him or educate him so he doesn't sound like a fool. I don't know if anyone can stop him from that. Uh, Biden continued to reveal how little he understood police work. You know, when a cop turns up on a domestic violence case or someone standing on an edge of a bridge, they don't need a cop. They need a psychologist. It's the stupid hurts. What's it? The stupid burns. Yes, and I'm burning right now. Uh, Joe Arava writes, domestic violence cases are some of the most dangerous situations that uh, that cops have to deal with and in which they are frequently injured. And Joe Biden wants to just send psychologists. No cops. Just send a psychologist in there. Let's talk about how many people would be injured and or killed as a result of that stupidity. If anyone listened to and followed what Joe was saying, either Joe's, either Biden's people don't give a darn about these kinds of comments or they weren't able to stop him at this point because he's gone too far. I would suggest that uh, they don't know any better. They don't care. They're, they're professional liars, Mr. Aram, and that's what they're doing. They're lying. They're spewing garbage. This is what Marxists have done forever. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. And the media, of course, holds their hands, spews propaganda for them. And it's very dangerous because people actually believe this crap. I mean, if you if you send a psychologist out with a police officer to uh, what could be a mental health call, a mental health situation, what if that person has a screwdriver, a knife, some type of weapon, and they're, they're fixing to harm people? They're erratic. They're waving the knife around. They're trying. They're chasing people. What is the police officer supposed to do? First off, what is the psychologist going to do? Talk them down? There's very little chance they will, but if they could, great. They would probably do a better talking than, uh, job talking them down than the police officer would. But if you send a psychologist and no officer with a firearm, guess what? The psychologist is not going to fare well. And other innocent people will get hurt. And then the left will blame police for enacting leftist policies. Because the left doesn't care who suffers, who dies. They care about changing this country. And changing law enforcement is another piece of the puzzle. Okay? Remember that the more we start to hear about a national police force, the more we start to hear that. They've changed now their... Uh, the first assault uh, pistol 
has been blamed for a shooting in California. Assault-style pistol. What's next? If a semi-automatic handgun, a typical 9mm, is an assault-style pistol, I guess revolvers will then be what? Uh, Assault-style rotating weapons of death or something? Propaganda, my friends. It's all about propaganda. No, Joe doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. That's nothing new. We know that. This is just propaganda. But a good piece by Mr. Arama. Uh, Good stuff, my friend. From Bear Creek, Animal Magnetism. I got that story from his site. Give him proper accreditation. Uh, Because he lives in Alaska. If you can handle living in Alaska, you have my respect. Believe me, you have my respect. My friends, I'm done. That's it. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless your family, your dog, your cat. My cat is a monster. Has to has to jump into bed, which I don't mind, and sleep uh, because I have to be in bed quite a bit with my knee. So he likes to just you know lay on top of the covers. No, he has to lay on top of my legs, and eventually he gets starts to do the the claw thing, and it, you start getting stuck in the leg. With cat claws doesn't feel good, and he's just getting his feelings hurt. He's he's sixteen, so he's he's kind of cranky. He's kind of like Joe Biden. Cat's ignoring me now, just like Joe Biden. Probably looking for an ice cream cone. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. Take care. If you're left, you just ain't right. Go Gators and God bless America and our police officers. Protect them from the idiots of the left. Protect us all from the idiots of the left. Y'all be good. Take care. You know what? Y'all to go buy a video game system and buy every Harry Potter video game you can and go on Twitter and every snowflake you find, transgender activist or whatever they're calling themselves, make sure you tell them how awesome the Harry Potter game is and how awesome the Harry Potter movies and books are and how awesome J.K. Rowling is just to make them angry. Of course, they might get you kicked off Twitter. Or they might not because there's a new sheriff in town in Twitter. Yeah. Remember the left didn't want Elon Musk in charge of that. He believes in free speech. That's why they didn't want him. Now y'all kids behave. Enjoy the rest of your day. I should be back tomorrow unless I win the lottery or something. And then heck with y'all. Anyway, take good. uh, Take care. Have a good time, my friends. Stay unwoke. My friends, stay unwoke.